Welcome to the first ever Presidential Party Podcast. I want to thank everybody for showing up here today. And this is going to be a, a monthly seminar that we have with all our presidential um, presidents. <laughs> I guess you could say they're all, all of our presidents. All, yeah. our, all our presidents. And uh, I'm your host, Jim Amato, and our moderator has forgotten his name. Oh, He's no, Chris I, Tomlin. I, I, <laughs> you got to tell me if I'm saying my name or if you're saying my name. Oh, no. I'm going to go around and have everybody oh, say okay. their name so we can get that on there. So uh, I'm your host, Jim Amato, and our moderator, Christopher Tomlin. And we'll go in around the horn and have all the uh, presidents uh, introduce themselves, starting with the student government president. Hi, I'm Emily Put, and I'm the student body president. Uh, I'm Eric Mead. I'm the president of the class of 2022. Hi, I'm Melissa Gillis. I'm the president of the class of 2023. Hi, I'm Amy I'm the president of the class of 2024. I'm Madison Hart, and I'm the class president of 2025. And that is your esteemed panel for Woodland. Uh, each month, we're going to have a different topic to cover, and this month's topic is citizenship. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to our moderator to get us started. All right. So, gang, welcome to the podcast. So the idea behind this was that as the elected leaders of the building of your individual classes, one, where to begin with this? And, and the best spot to begin with is citizenship, because the very act of you having your positions is a great example of citizenship. So if you want to go around the room and, and like, let's begin, like, what does citizenship mean to you? And does it still have a role in the 21st century? Let's start with something nice and easy. So who would like to begin there? I'll go. Uh, citizenship, what it means to me. Yeah, and does it, it have a role. does it have a role in the 21st century? Um, this is actually uh, a great topic because I was just covering this in civics uh, two blocks ago. So citizenship, uh, as we discussed in, in classes, the, um, by birth or by choice, owing allegiance to a nation. Um, and... All it basically means is you uh, abide by the laws, you uh, do all of your civic duties, uh, voting, jury duty, stuff like that, um, and uh, I think it still holds a role in the 20th century because, I mean, obviously we all live in countries, uh, so it's like a sense of belonging, pretty much. All right, sense uh, belonging. I like that. I like that. How, how about the rest of you? Do you guys have different definitions or? No, I agree with Eric. I think that's the definition. But when it comes to like the 21st century, if it p still plays a role, I think as people like are becoming more aware of like the past and the things that are happening now, we're starting to like realize whether or not we want to pledge allegiance to a country. Like you know, people have started sitting for the like for the pledge of allegiance in that sort of situation. So I think now, like, that definition is kind of thinning out. Like, it's becoming less and less the definition that Eric was talking about. All right, how about the rest of you? I think there's a difference between citizenship and patriotism. Um, I think you can still be a citizen and maybe not support what your country is doing or representatives of your country are doing. I think they're se separate. I think citizenship is more of, like, a social responsibility to serve your country, whether it be military draft or paying taxes, jury duty, just giving back in some way to the country that's your home. And then patriotism is more like an appreciation for your country. 
All right, so let's let's pick up with one of the, the your first thread you were talking about for citizenship. So, do you guys do do all of you believe that you know citizenship and good character go hand in hand, or are those separate issues? Do you think? I think they go hand in hand because with good character, you have like a good persona for yourself, and citizenship kind of adds on to that, based on how people perceive you and your personality. Anything to add? Well, I mean, there's people who can neglect their citizenship. Like, for example, maybe you don't want to go to jury duty. Maybe that doesn't mean that you're a bad person, though. I think that they're separate, definitely, because you can also have, like, things that you know that you need to do and then things that you believe that you want to do, patriotism, things that you are passionate about. And they're different, but they're still, like, a representation of who you are, but one's kind of more necessary than your beliefs. I agree with Ava. I think you can be a good, a good person, a, a have good character without being a good citizen. Uh, because character is more like morals and beliefs. And a lot of the times when you're a citizen, like you're, if you're a natural born citizen, like you didn't choose to be in that country. So you could be a bad citizen uh, in the, you could be bad in the sense of citizenship as in you don't do your civic duties to that country but you can still be a good person, like give to charity, be kind to your neighbors, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with them. I think that there's a difference between the two. Like you got to separate that because you can be a good person and not be a great citizen. And like Eric was talking about morals, like taking your morals into perspective. Like if you don't think that like morally you want to do something that's considered good, good for being a citizen, then you could still be a good person in your own eyes or in other people's eyes. All right, so let's talk about one of the most important jobs of being a citizen, voting. You are all sitting around this table because citizens of Woodland have selected to vote you here. So, voting, showing up to vote, civic responsibility. Is this something that good citizens ought to be required to do? Is this, where does this fit beyond, uh, amongst the pantheon of citizenships and, and, and powers and persuasions that come with it? Should they be required is the question? Should they be required? Is, is it, can you be a good person and a bad citizen and vote or not vote? Or I'm intrigued with some of the directions you guys are going with this. Um, I think you have to vote uh, to be a good citizen. I think there, there are some things that come along with citizenship that you, you, actually, you, you have to do. Uh, Voting's not required by law, but I think if you don't vote, then uh, you, you're not being the best citizen you can be. Because the whole thing about democracy is you, it's the rule by choice of the people. And if you're, if as the people, you're not telling the, uh, you're not giving your choice, you're not giving your opinion, then uh, it's kind of hard to rule by choice if you don't have everyone's choice. Going off of what Eric said, I think there's a caveat to that, that I think everybody should vote, but they should be an educated voter. Like They should do the research on the candidates, weigh the options, because they are ultimately going to be affected by whoever is chosen in the end. And so it's doing a disservice to their community by not properly informing themselves about the candidates and choosing who they see best fit. Yeah, I agree with Emily and Eric. I think a big issue that we're facing is people are just voting because that's the party that they're associated with, and they don't actually know the president, the elect, 
electees like beliefs and what they want to do but i agree that like you should vote because like eric was talking about uh democracy like that's the voice of the people you know if you want your country to be a certain way you should stand up for what you believe in and whether they're whether you believe that like an independent is your best fit or you believe like a different party that's not republican or democrat you should still be voting because that's you trying to see what you want for the country and you know by not voting being like oh well republican and democrat don't fit my beliefs you're just standing by and not doing anything for what you believe in you know it's not as student government would say democracy is not a spectator sport you know like <laughs> if you're not going to vote and stand up for what you believe in then I don't know. I personally don't really think you should be like, oh, this stinks. I agree right. with Alyssa. There's a lot of things to influence your vote. For example, like with social media nowadays, it can't. we can't really prove to be good citizens because there's so many things influencing us and our decisions, not basing it off of our morals and beliefs of who we want to vote for. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it's a moral obligation to vote because simply everyone has their own political ideas and beliefs, regardless of whether or not you're public about them. But it comes down to the fact that if you don't vote, you're not doing anything to support yourself and support what's going on in your own head. And if you have the power to do that, then why not put it to use? I, sorry. Um, I did an internship with a nonprofit called Citizen Discourse that it wasn't actually you did a video for them. I asked you to submit a piece, Eric. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're whole focus is like making a more just compassionate world they're not like affiliated with any political party but it was during the time of the 2020 elections got myself a vote shirt a vote sweatshirt <laughs> and it was like i was in charge of their social media and it was i was part of the internship i had to stay well informed with what was going on and i think the political climate it seems so like polarizing and dividing that you feel like you're almost pushed to believe a certain way oh if you're a democrat you have to vote for this candidate like are you, you're tra you're betraying your party if you vote for somebody else but i think that's not the case yeah so you are the youth you are the future you are also aspiring politicians right now in high school so the question i guess for all of you then is how, how do we fix this how do we address this places like australia give out free hot dogs if you show up and vote then you have countries in europe where you're mandated by law and required <laughs> to vote so some of the solutions that have been put out there are lowering the voting age. Should 16-year-olds be voting? Um, should, you know, should we change and go rather from first-past-the-post to a ranked-choice voting system? So what are your thoughts on, on how do we get a more educated um, citizenship that's going to turn out in greater droves to vote? I think it's going to be really difficult to get people to stay educated on politics, especially like presidential elections, because like we were talking about before, people don't do the research. And even if it's required by law, I feel like people aren't going to sit down and read what each candidate like preaches because they just see their party and they're like, yep, vote. I think, obviously, I don't know how likely this is, but if you took away the parties, like if you just put what a candidate believes in and what they want, then I think that would force people to stay up to date and be educated, and they would have to know what each person wants instead of just seeing blue or red and checking off the box. How about the rest of you? Um, I, I, I think having educated voters is, is really important. Um, and 
at the same time, I, I like. I agree that it doesn't make sense to. It doesn't make the most sense to pick your presidential to pick who you vote for based solely off of party. But if that's how you make your decision, then that's how you make your decision. Um, it's a hard thing to change totally. I think there are ways to uh, make it better, to improve it. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that looks like. Alyssa's idea, that makes sense to me. Um, stuff like that, incentivizing it, like Australia. Free hot dogs? Yeah, yeah. So, so you go to Australia, you stand in line, and you get a free hot dog on a piece of white bread. Uh, that sounds like a win to me. Now, is it like, Australia or New Zealand that has the fine if you don't? Uh, I believe it's both countries, but I have to double check that. Okay. Many countries around the world, you pay, a fi you pay a reverse poll tax of if I don't show up and vote, I have to pay, or it, it is somehow a punishment by, for me not ex exercising this right. Right. Now, for me, I mean, I, I don't think requiring people to show up and to do something isn't going to solve the problem of not being educated. Right. I mean, I will go and stand in line for a hot dog and, and all I have to do is vote and they will <laughs> give me free food. Yes, I, I still do appreciate me and my free food. Am I going to do more research knowing that I'm also getting free food? Probably not. Right. So and I, I, again, I think everyone should vote. I think everyone should. It's a right you have. You should exercise it. Uh, but at the same time, not, void, not voting is a choice. Not exercising the right is also a right you have. So it's a difficult, uh, difficult situation. And a couple of you brought up knowing more and being more aware. Now, one of the things the state of Connecticut's done is mandated the civics course. Do you feel that that course is giving you more of an opportunity? Those of you who have taken how many of you have taken it? Three of you so far. Uh, you haven't taken it yet. Two. Um, to get a better sense of how the system works and why you need to vote or why you should vote. The, court, the civics class itself, once you were done with that. Do you feel more educated? Oh, well, I'm, I'm in it right now. I'm, oh, I'm, so you're I'm, only three days yeah, in. Like, so yeah, yeah. I'm like four classes <laughs> in. Like he is exceptionally educated in four days. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I feel student government has already taught me the preliminary information and I also took US history one and two um, before I took civics and the n stuff we learned in that class I either knew from my parents or I knew from previous uh, classes or clubs All right. oh can I I'm gonna, okay so I'm actually really excited to take the course because politics has always been interesting to me but I kind of found it's not always easy to do research on things that you want to find, especially because most people nowadays go to online websites um, compared to like books or anything like that. And you find that everything is really one-sided. If you go to a source and they're Republican, they're going to talk about that. If you go to a source that's dem Democratic, they're going to talk about that. And I feel like this class is going to be more neutral and it's really going to give you like a simple overview that's really just going to describe everything. And I think that's really going to help like our younger generations understand more as opposed to getting their political information from the media. All right, so one of the other words that comes up about citizenship, oftentimes we've talked about voting, we've talked about morals, can you be a good person, um, is service. 
know, service and citizenship are typically linked to the idea that through service to the community, whether it be in elected offices or just being a good member of the com community, equates to good citizenship. Are we yay nay? No, I agree. Because, like, over the summer, I was incredibly bored with myself, and I'm like, why don't I give back to my community? And over the summer, I did 205 community service hours on my own, finding my own transportation. And I feel like I really gave back by, for example, taking care of other people's kids or even just, like, helping out at the local police department so they didn't have so much of a burden on their shoulders when they would be doing their work to protect our community. Very good, very good. I think it's great to do community service, but I think if you can't because you know some people are working hard enough to stay afloat you know like there's families who have to work like long hours of the day and they come home and they take care of kids and they're just trying to get by and if you can't do that and it goes same with voting i was going to mention this before requiring like i'm not saying like you were asking if we should require service but like requiring voting that sort of thing for people who are busy nonstop, just trying to stay alive I think it's really difficult for them to be like, oh, I have to go vote today or else I'm going to have to pay more money because I'm trying to stay afloat. You know, I can't I can't afford that. I can't afford to take time off. That sort of thing. Like doing service, I think, is good if you are able to. If you can't, I don't think it should be like a moral, oh, you are a bad citizen because you couldn't do it, especially to these people who are just trying to get by, especially in, you know, the levels of poverty we have right now in America, particularly. I also um, think service is highly integrated with citizenship. For instance, we talk about taxes, and a l businesses get taxes exempt if they make donations to charity, and that's just one example of how citizenship is kind of intertwined with service. Uh, Very well. No, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just gonna say something because I thought you were waiting for me to say something. I, I, wa I was. <laughs> so. oh. I was just going to agree with Alyssa. Um, service is good. It's always good. There's no, there's no bad community service. Um, but if you don't have the means or the time, then it doesn't make any sense to put yourself in a worse position. But, and re remember, like one of the things we have to keep in mind with service is it doesn't have to be a grandiose thing. You're walking down, right. to, even here in the building, you're walking down, you see a bottle over on the side, just picking it up. That's a form of service. Right. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take you any longer if you're running out to your bus and you just see a piece of paper on the ground to grab it and to throw it out. It, 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 you didn't have to pause. You didn't have to go get a blue form and fill it out and say that I did exactly one minute of community service picking up <laughs> and throwing it out. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, for, for the millions of people who are working multiple jobs, who are working long hours, where, where it is physically impossible for them to do some of these grander service projects, doing something simple at, you know, follow, following the speed limit, you know, following the traffic laws, pick, picking up something, you know, you know, reporting something, you know, being a service to your community that way. So one of the things I wanted to end our, our first podcast with is, um, is there, so what are some of the things in our community here at Woodland that we could do to improve? Or what are the, some of the needs or possible improvements at the community of Woodland that you would like to see? Something nice and simple to end this one. Does it have to be like student driven, like, they no. can do it, or is it like Board of Ed? This would be nice. Yeah, just as, as a member of the community. 
as a member of the community, I think a good act of service would be to fix a lot of the issues we have in the building, such as, like, I know the girls' bathroom has a lot of issues with the toilets overflowing, for example, and I've seen pages where students take photos of water damage on the ceilings, and that's just not a good look for Woodland, and... I just think if they took the time to, you know, look at Woodland and be like, here's what's wrong. Maybe we should fix that so our students can feel better and, you know, more comfortable in this, like, homey environment where, you know, they'll want to come to every day. I think that being a good citizen means, like, giving back to your community, as we said before. And I think kindness is one of the things you have to work on here. Not saying that all the students are unkind, but we just need to work on manners and things like that. Like, you should see some of the disrespect that these students here give their teachers and these teachers are coming here every day to just want to like pursue their passion and make others learn but we're not giving the same respect to them as they are giving to us we need to treat others with respect like Mr. Ogren says all the time I think as a whole uh, uh, service wise outside of the school requirement of service uh, a lot of people go past that requirement um, and like you said, even the little stuff, like picking up trash, things like that, um, I see people do stuff like that all the time, um, not looking for any sort of recognition, just doing it. Um, and so I don't think, I don't think there's like huge strides in trying to get, uh, people to do service that need to be made here at Woodland. Um, just, I don't know, pretty much keep keep doing what you're doing. You could always be nicer. You could always, I mean, school could always be a little cleaner, I guess. But I think as a, as a, as a whole, we're doing a, a wonderful job. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Eric. <laughs> it's, you know how it's always easier to point out the negatives? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's what we do as humans. Our brain always drives to the negatives rather than the positives. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, I think of all these issues that I want to help solve, but it's like, it becomes, oh, what's the word? Debilitating, thinking about all the things and thinking of your responsibility, especially as a school leader, of your role in trying to help solve that. And I have a lovely, I have a, I have a nice list in my head, but it's, <laughs> I don't think we have enough time for that. <laughs> There's a whole thing going on. So. All right. So uh, thank you for being here for our first discussion and uh, about citizenship. And on this last note, as we take off, let's think about something that you can say that you've done to show your representation uh, as being a good citizen. What have you done around the building uh, yourself? You've identified what it is to be a good citizen. What's something we can see that you've done to be a good citizen yourself? Maddie, we'll start with you. Um. I don't think I necessarily did it when I was president, but I still think it's a good expectation to hold or just a good rule to follow. One day I was outside for my photography class and I noticed there was this pair of earbuds dropped near a car and I just simply returned it without even thinking about it to the office. And I think a month later I got a copying excellent award just for doing something that I didn't even think of doing. I just It was like part of something you just do as a human. You just be kind. Excellent. If it was your earbuds, you would have wanted them back. So... Ava? Okay, so um, I've invited our class to um, individual like class meetings that we have um, simply because I think that it's important to get everyone involved. I think that's my duty as a citizen to help other people 
to be good citizens. So I think the invitation helped them because the people who came to the meeting like contributed and they helped our class and it was really beneficial. Excellent. Alyssa? I've been making an effort recently to pick up the paper towels that are left on the floor in the bathroom because they're just there all the time. So I've been picking them up and throwing them out whenever I'm in the bathroom. Great. Eric? Um, whenever there's a, a large group of people walking out of wherever it is, the calf, out of school, into school, whatever, I usually hold doors uh, in or out of the office, just anything like that, classrooms. I usually hold the door just because uh, it's just people will just walk through, get hit by the door, or let it hit someone behind them, and I see no reason for that. Five minutes is enough time to get anywhere in the building, so what's 10 seconds holding the door? Excellent. Emily? I drafted a resolution for to modify our health curriculum to make it include comprehensive sex ed, intuitive eating, and um, to have a heavier emphasis on mental health. Unfortunately, it got rejected by the Board of Ed, but I did research and I met with professionals and I really, I really tried, really, yeah. And I think sometimes what it is, it sounds like everybody here, you were trying. You're putting your best foot forward, showing your involvement, leading by example. Well, thank you for joining us for our inaugural Presidential Party podcast uh, for Eric, Ava, Maddie, Alyssa, Emily, East Tomlin, I'm Amato. Thanks for listening, Woodland.